Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language, so if you have little kids in the basement? No, if you have little kids in the car or in the living room or something like that, um, be warned, there is swearing. Also, it also contains the results of last week's Dork Court. So, stay tuned. A martini shaken up. Shocking. Welcome to Shake Not Nerd, the weekly podcast where we talk about movies, pop culture, some comics, and basically everything in between. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm your host, Ollie, and with me for episode number 178 is Tom Spicy Tom Tim Commons. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm very well and very happy to be here. Very happy. What's different this week? Oh, it's cold, Feeling it, you All know. Right. All right, that's good. That's good. I like, I like the energy. I like the vigor. Speaking of vigor and speaking of energy, Ian's here too. Participating. Oh, come on, man. I, I, I called you in with the energy and the vigor, and you give me that. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Shaker. Don't forget to, before we get into it, hit the like and subscribe button. Tell your friends about it, and tell your mother I miss her very much. That. That was perfect for me. <laughs> See, that was amazing. Thanks, amazing. Rove McManus, uh, for the tell, say hi to your mum jokes. Uh, I'll Great. have you know I rephrased it. It's now been <laughs> enified, which is a verb. Move Rick Manus. Yeah. Move Rick Doody's here. How are you, Doody? I'm good. I'm very tired. Oh, why? What happened? Uh, I'm just what's busy, wrong, work- busy working on videos, so I'm very uh, yeah. tired. Which video are you working on? Uh, destroy all humans, baby. <gasps> the, the remaster? Or is that the... Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the remaster. Yeah. yeah. I played the shit out of that game. It's pretty fucking That's funny, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's a pretty funny game. Mm-hmm. Was there ever multiplayer? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think there is for this one, but yeah, I can't I talk can't. too much about it. Moving on to someone else. Okay. <laughs> Fuzzy is here, last but not least. Yes, I'm so- here. And I can prove that I'm here and I'm cognitively aware of things. Um, person, woman, man, camera, TV. I'm a fucking legend. Thank you. What? I'm so yep. confused. What? Can person, you please explain? woman, camera, oh. man, TV. I am is that, I'm cognitively aware is, of is, is that names a Trump of joke? things. Is that a Trump it's, joke? <laughs> that's the well, one. Uh, well, yeah, the, sorry, you, the, the podcast can't see me pointing. I was pointing at the camera. Yes, there we go. That's the joke. I'm very proud of you, Fuzzy. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Uh, let me try that. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> got nothing. You can't be president. Uh, president, that's the one. Move McManus. I am <laughs> uh, here also. I've had a very non-eventful week, so I guess we could just go straight in. And since oh, you see my clip, tell your story. Yeah. Uh, tell us the story that you told us earlier. It was a good one. It was a great story. I, I now, <laughs> I now have a mask. I didn't make it myself, but now I have one. Thank you. 
Thank Everybody you. has mass, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ripkins. Oh, let's oh, go to the news. So good. Power talk. Look at the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a top ten news countdown. Number ten. Number 10. First up, we have that Dave Franco is going to play Vanilla Ice in a biopic. That is perfect casting, I think. Yeah. They look, they look almost like identical. Hey, there he is. Um, I kind of like it. I actually, yeah. like, as far as casting goes, you're right. I think it is the perfect role for Dave Franco. Yeah. They're both as obscure as each other. Um, and they're <laughs> they irrelevant. Irrelevant. irrelevant, yes. They, they deserve this casting. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? But I have, I have the, the question I need to ask is why are we getting a biopic of Vanilla Ice? Why Wait, not? Well, make I've, money. Yeah, I've, I've, I just thought of the answer while I was asking that question. He's Remember broke. that other song he did? <laughs> go on. That song? Go Ninja, that go Ninja, one? go. Let's go on. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I assume this is just like another version of uh, doing, what's it called? What was that the, shitty the movie? The Room? The Disaster room, Artist? Yeah. 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 That's the one. I would say so. I mean. But, but with the lesser Francos, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't use the James other, anymore. Other so it is titled To the Extreme. Oh, oh, and he rocks the mic like a vandal. Rock the mic like a vandal. There yeah. we go. <laughs> See, that's the sequel. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where he puts out another song. <laughs> uh, nobody's going to see this, right? No. no. Uh, that is no. correct. It's, <laughs> no one's going to see this for it anyway. <laughs> it's true. It's going to go straight it to the Could be really air. funny, just like make fun of him. He makes fun yeah. of himself. Oh, did, while we're talking about Vanilla Ice, did you hear he, I think actually maybe Fuzzy put it in our yeah. chat, but it, he was going to hold a concert oh, yeah. in, in like yeah. Denver or something because yeah. he didn't he didn't realise how bad coronavirus was and then they almost immediately cancelled it after he did some research. <laughs> it was like two days later. He was like, oh yeah, we didn't have the coronavirus in the 90s. We don't need to worry about that. And then everyone went, no, you really fucking do. And so he cancelled it. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! That's so stupid. Uh, he's gone back to his home renovation shows, though. So uh, oh, if you God. don't know that he is, he does a reality TV show where he renovates houses. Uh, really? so, I had no idea about that. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you go into Netflix and look at the last movie he was in, oh, not Netflix, IMDb, he was in that Netflix movie with David Spade. The the wrong Missy. That's the it. The latest one. Yeah. Oh, good it's, lord! It's not good. Yeah. Missy. It's it's yeah. not good. Let's let's, let's keep going. Number nine. We have the Arch Enemy trailer, which came out of Comic Con with Joe Manganiello. Now, if somebody can tell me what this is about, I'd love to know. Uh, so the so apparently this, this, <laughs> well, go you go. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, from my research, I believe it's an orange fruit, um, and it it has segments inside <laughs> it. And once you open that, it's not quite an orange; it's a little bit sweeter. 
Are you thinking about a Tangelo? So apparently, the the story for this one is he um, he pretend well he claims to be a superhero from another dimension. Um, and he's stuck on you know, Earth or whatever it is, and yeah, he does superhero things. I don't know, like that's all I know. But the trailer gives away nothing of the story. No, it's nothing. just lots of pensive shots of Manginello in a car. I mean, I'd watch that besides absolutely. the Vanilla Ice biopic. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Who wouldn't? The two. <laughs> I mean, James Franco's got his ticket for the uh, the biopic of his brother doing Vanilla Ice. Yeah. But apart from that, no one else is watching that film. Everyone would be watching this. Maybe yeah. Alice and Brie because you know they're married, and maybe Seth Rogen because he seems like a supportive friend. But I can't <laughs> supportive imagine anyone friend. else would see. Seth Rogen supporting, and he's super high all the time. Yeah, and, and he, he also just wants to see a Vanilla Ice concert. Just that's the only way they're going to get any views on both of their things they've got coming up. Pickle Rick versus <laughs> Ice Ice Baby. Who will win? Jeez. Oh man. Well, do we have any other details out of Comic Con for Arch Enemy? Like a release date? Any other sort of? Anything, or is it just that Discuss, very Tom. vague trailer? You <laughs> haven't learned, have you? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. You know, on the off chance you decide to step your game up. Yeah, basically, uh, did like... That? Did you hear that bus that Tom so, just got thrown on? <laughs> Judy will like the name for this guy. His, apparently the character name is Max Fist. Um, he claims... <laughs> He claims he's a, a hero from another dimension who somehow landed on Earth and he's been stripped of his superpowers. Um, <laughs> Max. Short for oh, Maxwell wait, you're serious? or Maximum. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> Max Fist. Ian, what are you saying about fisting before the show? <laughs> Don't smell my hand. I'll be shaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. So there you go. That's, that's, that's the joke. Max You don't make love to Max Fist. You strap yourself in and feel the cheese. Oh, boy. Move it on. Did you say strap in or strap on? Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight, we have a trailer for an Amazon Prime property. We have Truth Seekers starring Nick Frost. So it is a supernatural comedy series about a team of part-time paranormal investigators who team up to uncover and film ghost sightings across the UK. All right, so number seven. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the trailer for this. I completely forgot to watch it, but... From the reactions, it's not good. It looked all right. It looked, yeah, it looked all right. I'll, I'll give it. It looks like it's more of a Nick Frost property than the Simon Pegg one. It's mm. more like a not funny property. Uh, but I reckon it'll have about five minutes of Simon Pegg in the first episode, and then that's it. Yeah, like, he's you know he's involved, but he's like literally just doing it on Skype to you know get out of it. I think that would be the limit of it. Yeah. Have you? Did you guys see Cuban Fury? It's another Nick Frost movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's I actually, haven't even it's heard of it. Good. It was very, it was very small, very sort of like 
almost indie, but it's him, Rashida Jones, I think Chris O'Dowd. Almost is almost indie. Almost indie. But it's quite funny. But Simon Oh Pegg, yes, I know yeah, the one you're talking about. Simon Pegg has a cameo in it and he literally just drives by in a parking lot. Like Chris O'Dowd and Nick Frost are having a dance off because it's about salsa. Like salsa dancing. And this is no joke. <laughs> and they're in a parking lot having this like really weird, funny dance off and Simon Pegg drives by in a car and it like shows him and Nick Frost like looking at each other really weird as he drives past. It's like, and it's very, very funny. It's such a good cameo. you do that anyway. face again for the audio podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think that will be the limit to his involvement within yeah. this, whatever it is, Ghost Seek is. Ghost uh, Protocol. Protocol. Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, we have a HBO series trailer for Lovecraft Country. Now this looks cool. I don't know what to think of it. Like it's it's cool. It looks intriguing. I think is the best. You yeah. put Cthulhu yeah. in your trailer, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it wasn't Cthulhu. Right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's like no, a it baby Cthulhu. It's not Cthulhu. Cthulhu is like a mountain-sized thing. That's why I said baby of- Cthulhu. Okay. <laughs> the Virginia. The Virginia. With Happy Meal. This is coming out on August 16th. There you go. That's just for you, Ollie. Um, and it's actually based on a 2016 novel by Matt Ruff. 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 <laughs> terrible. We were all thinking it. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, the trailer looks good. And a little bit of teasers everywhere. It doesn't give you pretty much anything of the story, but it gives you enough to, to go, hey, that looks good. The, the quality looks good. The characters look amazing. Like, it just... It looks like a really interesting and deep show, so I'm intrigued to watch it. Sometimes it looks really good, and then sometimes it's like, oh, that bit doesn't look that great. It looks very well, like, cut together, the trailer. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried yeah. that the show might not be as good as the trailer is. Yeah. Mm. So this is the the, the Jordan Peele uh, show that we talked about well, months ago that they were producing. So, I mean, Jordan Peele getting his... His hands on pretty much everything he can do at the moment. So, yeah. And it's HBO, so they'll do at least a fairly good show, uh, a good job of it. Yeah, but they'll fuck yeah. up the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes, HBO. Cthulhu becomes the king. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucks his uncle. <laughs> Whoa. Because. Uncle because... Cthulhu? <laughs> like Uncle Buck. <laughs> it's Cthulhu in like a wife beater to like drinking beers on the porch. <laughs> Uncle Cthulhu. Moving along. Number six. Number six. We have that Zack Snyder has released a clip which shows Black Suit Superman. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Not a very exciting clip. It came out of uh, Justice Con which is something that was put together by Justice League fans as just a thing that isn't really a thing from what I've been reading about it. Sounds stupid. Justice con. Can you... Okay, how do you guys feel about the, the suffix con being put after things? 
As a convicted criminal, I really... <laughs> <laughs> For real. I think it's stupid, personally. It doesn't it's have to be like a convention... Isn't that yeah. what it stands for? Convention. Yeah. Is a group of people necessarily a convention? No. It's just, you have to like get together a, and a gaggle. Do things. Together. Gaggle of justice. The convention of justice, justice gaggle. Yeah. <laughs> gaggle. You've got to shorten it. Justice gag. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> just. But I mean, the black suit Superman like did get back to that point. <laughs> It, you know, it looks like we thought it would look like. It's a black suit Superman. But more Boom. importantly, Alfred works in a really cool car. <laughs> Ian, before the show, was watching it and watched the entire clip. And he was like, what the hell was that? It was just Alfred messing with his car. And I was like, black suit Superman? He's like, oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I was too wrapped up in the car in Alfred. Got car brain. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I have zero feelings about like black suit Superman in this. Like it's, I I didn't need to see that clip. You could have said he's going to be wearing a black suit in this, and my mind can look at that and say, okay, that's it. It's exactly what you think it would look like. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing except black. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Suit. My wondering is like, how does he? Does he does, when he comes back to life and then he's in a black suit? Because in the movie that we saw, he wasn't in a black suit. Does that mean they recolored it? it I or? think he's had some contact with Venom. It's taken over by Superman. Doing that. Yeah, he's doing that. That's what I want to see. That he accidentally lays the fingers everyone. Uh, except he's X-ray like viewing all of those ladies walking down the street, so he's being a pervert <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> My Superman. Duty, surely there's some thoughts. Oh. Number five. Gotta take that as a no. <laughs> no thoughts. Number five. We have the opening scene for New Mutants, as well as a little trailer that they've slapped on the end there. There are some feelings I can see from uh, Fuzzy's face on the camera. He is itching to say something. All right. This trailer starts off and it says, there's a Native American proverb about two bears. For starters, that's a proverb about two wolves. They just said bears so they could put a fucking bear in the trailer. So, cue trailer. The rest of you is bullshit. Um, two, two bears sounds like Ian's weekend. Two bears. <laughs> <laughs> to get a pair of scissors to cut them out. Um, <laughs> you don't know about the bear in the net? <laughs> when you going to take a shit and it gets stuck in your ass here. I don't know. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yes. Please, somebody else shit on this trailer because it, it's. Yes. <laughs> Ian's having trouble with his ass here. It, 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 <laughs> it reminds me, it, it really does have the same sort of feel as Dark Phoenix, to be honest. The, and it's very, it's a very short scene at the beginning, but like, I'm guessing the girl's dad, when he dies, it just doesn't seem like he's a professional actor. And he tells her like, just stay here. He's just like, it's like he's reading off a cue card. Mm. I don't know. It felt, it just feel stay 
good. Nein. <laughs> it just didn't feel good. No. It's it so felt like weird. they did it in one take and they're like, yep, we got it, move on. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I will say, I didn't it's... think it looked as bad as I thought it would look. Yeah, I didn't think it was as bad as I was expecting. But I know but... Duty didn't like it. It was as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I think was... to your That's point. That's how you really feel. Tom, it to your point, you, you said PG-13, right? Oh, Ian, yeah. Oh, Ian, it's PG-13. They all said it. Yeah, we're, so it's probably going to be like... We're a con here. What one of us says, we all say. <laughs> we are the hive mind. Hive mind. <laughs> um, Duty, did you recognise any of the characters in there? Because there's supposed to be a bunch of known mutants, right? Magic is, is in there and she's not Russian. fucking Russian. Is that the blonde chick? That's the blonde chick. She is the yeah. sister of Colossus. Oh. So okay. when you see her talking, she's just like... Obviously no, known Russian like, Colossus. Uh, she's I'm so glad Fox is gone. <laughs> like, but not forgotten, apparently. Yeah, it's just like whatever fucking spin wizard was like, oh, let's do this movie and let's make the, this and that. Let's make it look like the opening episode of Lost. Then, well, you really got problems. Give me a smoke monster. That's fucking stupid. Everyone put your hand in a hat of things and pull out a prompt. I got lint. We'll use that as the monster. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is this is probably about the eighth trailer we've seen and it's different again right like there's different stuff coming every single time Bam. by the time we see the movie it's either going to have all of that stuff in which case we've seen the entire fucking movie or it's going to have none of it because they keep fucking editing it i'm not watching it's- it yeah i'm off that i'm not watching it you can't all it's be gonna be way. free <laughs> We're going to be watching it. Just Tom. <laughs> he asks himself to explain more detail about the news and talks to himself saying, what did I tell you? What year did it come out, Tom? <laughs> Look, it, it, it can't be that bad. Yes, yes it can. Yes, it can. <laughs> the studios Definitely that bought you can. Wolverine Origins. <laughs> Our best episodes where we shit on film, so it's a good thing to do. I know. Look, yeah. yes, but we still have to watch the films. <laughs> Whether or not the episode is good, is <laughs> we, we have the shit on ourselves. <laughs> shit on the film. He unlocks the door yeah, from the other side. <laughs> Dude, I if have... you don't watch it, I'm not watching Face Off. <gasps> I have... That's fine. You just missed out on the special. May I propose something? No. For new mutants. <laughs> Maybe four yes. of us watch it, one of us doesn't watch it, but they have to pretend like they've seen it. It'll just be all of us <laughs> rocking up pretending we watched it. <laughs> every episode we do. <laughs> I'm just going to watch all of the trailers again and just assume knowledge based on the trailers. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right, next news duty. Number four, DC is publishing a new sequel to Watchmen called Rorschach. They're going to have a 12-issue project from Batman's Tom King and George Forbes and is set 35 years before the original comic. (laughs) I don't know if it was just audio loss, but it sounded like you said 35 years. 35 years? I did not. Before the comic. I know. Context dependent. I know. Ollie, for once, I haven't stuffed up the pronunciation of anything yet. Let's not. <laughs> you said ears. 
is. Yet. <laughs> Let's be... <laughs> uh, Judy, um, tell yeah. us tell us things about Watchmen comics and things like that. That is your oeuvre. Uh, Tom King is a he's recent or not recently, but he's done the uh, the Batman run for the DC Rebirth event. So he did the first ninety, I think ninety issues or so, um, and that went along the lines of the iconic wedding between Batman and Catwoman. We had the War of Jokes and Riddles, which is a, a, a story so good it became an instant classic sort of must buy if you're a Batman fan. It's a, it's a fantastic standalone, but it also ties into the Catwoman sort of stuff. Uh, and then uh, we had the the revelation, if you will, of the Tom King Batman run that Bruce Wayne's father is alive and he is Batman and it's Flashpoint Batman and he is trying to essentially cripple his son so he can't be Batman anymore. Uh, and also, Alfred flat up fucking dies. Um, so he's a he's a really really talented writer. And him going on to do a Rorschach series, it's going to be it's going to be pretty intense, I reckon. Especially if it's going to be done with DC's Black Label, which is the more adult version of DC comic books. I mean, we did get like a little tease to some of um, Rorschach's backstory in uh, the original series and obviously the movie as well. Like, there's some fucked up stuff in that guy's past. So I would yeah. imagine there's some fairly heavy content to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's If, if it's going to be a, a, a prequel to it as well, it's, it's uh, I presume it's going to be under the, the DC Black Label stuff, which is all sort of more mature adult stuff, which is... Uh, it's actually a prequel. It's actually a sequel. There you go. I did stuff in that. <laughs> oh wow like the day is not complete without tom absolutely fucking up one piece of news there you go does it he's died. doesn't he die in like yeah. the series so it says it's a new a new rorschach emerges and tries to assassinate president redford okay redford is in. robert redford yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Oh, like Judy said, if he's a talented writer, then he must have some sort of plan. He's a lot better than Tom Taylor, and that guy fucking sucks. Wow. Save it for our podcast, Shaken Not Taylor. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Where we all get suits made. <laughs> we talk about everything <laughs> but Tom Taylor. Just Taylor <laughs> <other> suits. <laughs> I got up in the morning and made myself a piece of toast. I sent the toaster to number three. Medium brown. <laughs> Is that Tim short? Tall man Taylor. Um, Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Tinker, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Tinker did shorten it. Did, yeah. did you shorten that? I did. Time? After we got complaints, I shortened it. Oh. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, uh, Disney has removed Mulan from their slate and they have also pushed back the Avatar and Star Wars films. Well, Star yes. Wars films by one year and I think Avatar, they haven't actually announced when they're going to release them again. It's not next year, 2021? No. Like in December? No, no, they had uh, originally said they were pushing them back one year and then they re- uh... and then Avatar, they sort of came back out and haven't given a date. Because I know uh, Avatar's currently filming in New Zealand, right? They got special is. dispensation to get everybody over there so they could keep filming. Ah. Would, uh, for some reason, I thought it was coming out this year, like the next one was coming out this year, and then the rest of them, they were still filming. Who the yeah, fuck knows? Or cares? <laughs> I mean, I'll see it. I just want to know what happens to Aang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gold. I just... 
I don't understand. Like, Disney, I feel, have been pretty responsible with their money in the past. Do, do they really think that Avatar is going to be popular? Yeah. I mean, these are the guys that brought us John Carter and etc. They do have, like, a whole... <laughs> <laughs> they do have a whole avatar world at Disneyland as well. So, like, you can go yeah. there and yeah, visit whatever, yeah. like, um, Pandora. So you can go there and it's all floating islands and all the rest Just of it. charms. All, yeah. Just all powered. Charms. All powered on unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was reading something the other day because they've reopened Disney World amid you know, the, the COVID stuff and everything, that they make $36 billion a year from their theme parks. Jesus. So, yeah, they, they make a lot of money out of that shit. So if they've got something themed like that in there, like, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, you make 50 fucking movies out of that stuff, it all gets people back into their parks where they make the actual money. Like, the movies are good for them, but that's, like, the cash is in the bricks and mortar that they've got. Crazy. And the, and the NBA. Don't forget they've got the NBA there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, yeah, well, Mulan as well. Like, I mean... That was supposed to come out in what? April? Was it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Might have been, or oh, maybe early yeah. May. <laughs> but yeah, like, so no, definitely no digital release now, which is. Supposed to come out March know, 25th. Yeah. March. Oh, there you go. Yeah. God. That was, yeah, you know, so long ago. That's... This much beard ago. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just while we're on the topic of Avatar, do you guys, can you guys tell me? A character name from the first one. No, because I haven't seen it. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Can you tell me one other? Because Jake Sully, everyone remembers Jake Sully. Uh, Natiri. Yes, that's the only two I can ever remember. (laughs) Sikoni Weaver. (laughs) (laughs) As herself. Um, um, Golf. Mini golf. The army guy. The bad guy. Yep. He would. He was a cool bad guy. I've got to say, in defense of Avatar as a movie, like he was a good bad guy. I kind of like him. Don't defend that movie. <laughs> he, he, he was menacing. He was tough. He was. He was kind of cool. I wanted him as um, uh, as Cable. Like they, there was. Room, oh yeah. He put Lang. his hand up to oh, yeah. in the um, uh, Deadpool movies. Um, he would have been pretty cool too. But uh, he would have actually. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Thanos. I like Josh Brolin. Good on you. I'm <laughs> right. very happy for you. Jeez. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Number two. So we have the Bill and Ted trailer that has dropped, as well as the news that we have gotten that it will be hitting video on demand services and selected cinemas at the same time. Good move. Selected cinemas, as in no fucking cinemas, because no one's going to be able to go. It's just going to be VOD. They, the cinemas are open in Tassie. Oh, true. And maybe New Zealand as well. Yeah. (laughs) So small island villages. (laughs) But yes, at least we'll be able to see it this year. New movie that we'll be able to see, which is great. I, I think more movies should be doing that. Agreed. Yeah. How Agreed. how many times do you think the San Dimas guys are going to pay for it? As many times as it takes. They will <laughs> each and buy individually and watch it over and over again. To fund a fourth film. Is that duty? To fund what a fourth film. You seem uh-huh. to have been adding in and out there. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Move along. 
I'm, I'm a little concerned with you cutting me out like that because I'm pretty sure our audio is all going through you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, th- I think this looks fun. Like we see a little bit yeah. more of the um, the the movie. We see something of uh, the kids and all sorts of stuff. Like a bit more of the story. I think it's yeah. It looks. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, for especially for fans of the series. Uh, a lot of hints back yeah. to um, the first and second movies. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be good. Over yeah. 50s class, I, agree. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me, but, you know, good on the people that enjoy those movies. Yes. Look, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm going to watch it because I don't <laughs> want to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I may watch it. Really? Will you I be watching it? Probably, I'm probably never going to watch this. Probably not. I only watched the first one. I haven't watched the second one. And Wayne's World's a better film. Why are we comparing it to Wayne's World? <laughs> Basically the same fucking thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Both two. I idiots. think you misunderstand the purpose of Wayne's World and the lack of time travel within that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I may be wrong. I may have missed the it's whole time, the time travel, travel. subplot. They didn't. (laughs) And of course, as we were talking about delays before, the biggest film of the year that I know we are all excited for has now been delayed indefinitely. We have a Yes. <laughs> Something to push back to 2022. <laughs> we no longer have a release date for Tenant. Yeah, I thought it definitely just... meant it was coming soon. <laughs> no. See, it's I like how they used to, they were doing these like incremental, like oh no no we'll push it back a week. No 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 maybe two weeks. No just one week. Like it was all yeah, these one, like one really small. More day. <laughs> yeah, there was at one stage they changed it by like a couple of days. It's like. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's a bit disappointing that they haven't put a target date on there. But yeah. um, well, in re- all reality, it probably won't be this year. I think the reason why they've done it and what it sounds like is that the uh, the chairman, uh, the chairman of um, Warner Brothers Pictures Group, came out to say that it's not going to have a traditional global release, um, and they're probably actually going to release it country by country. Uh. No. So I, I think that's why they've taken that date off it, so they can just throw a whole heap of different dates at you. Yeah, because yeah. like because Europe's starting to open up again, you know, at least some countries in Europe. So yeah, there's they'll probably start doing that. The, you can't just like walk across the border in Europe. <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about is piracy, because with a movie like that, Yar. that's going to be releasing staggered country by country. All it takes is one person to distribute a decent enough copy for the rest of the world to see it. Oh, 100%. Well, like, you know how that, like, most of these, these things get sent out digitally anyway, so they're just huge yeah. digital files that get sent around the internet to, like, to be screened within the movie theater. So someone will get it. It's, it always happens. Someone will get it. I think well, I can't, that's I can't always happened. We only get, yeah, we only get movies on hard drives. Mm. We don't get any digital releases. Yeah. It's just that they're, they're too big. They're, like... 200 gig files for like a yeah. two-hour movie. So if someone had some sort of I don't know. compressing software to compress. Yes, no, but it, <laughs> like they did with the Cthulhu from Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, they, they've compressed it. <laughs> compressed Cthulhu. 
<laughs> You're going to unzip him later on. <laughs> to a more manageable budget. <laughs> I mean, I, I think oh, it's also like to I, Tom's point, I, I think it's part of they've also said that they wanted to be the first movie out to get people back into cinemas. So obviously that's yeah. another reason why they're doing it country by country and not giving a release date so they can just be like, boom, we're in as soon as the theatre opens. Yeah. I, I'd be worried about the the draw that this movie has on crowds because as soon as a cinema opens, it's not going to be like COVID is just gone. So is drawing all these people back to see this amazing movie irresponsible? I think it's on the movie in a way. to be, you know, responsible enough to make sure that everyone is spaced out and cleaning yeah. and doing all of that. It's but the, it's the best so way to watch a movie, being spaced out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite part uh, of I'm, I'm I'm just happy, not happy that there's lockdowns going on, but prior to all the lockdowns that went on, it was like, it was coming out on my fucking birthday and Ian was like, we'll go see it, it'll be fun. I'm like, I don't want to go. And now it's not coming oh, out, so I'm happy with that. I don't like it. I don't like why it. Do you, why do you hate fun? I just hate you. <laughs> he liked, hey, he liked Justice League and Aquaman. Why do you if anything, those movies are fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pitbull singing in the desert, real fun, isn't it? <laughs> God, I forgot about Aquaman. Got him. Oh, yes. I <laughs> you was <laughs> complete. Yay! Thank you, Tom. All right, guys, we, we have an ad read before we get to our theme of this week. Would you like to hear it? Do we have to? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. We're contractually obliged. <laughs> We all signed a, a, a contract, right? Or was that just me? Yeah. In it blood. was just me. All right. I Are you in the mood to demon. read? Ian, shh, every time. Are you in the mood to read? Yes. Ian? Tell me to shush. <laughs> he was nodding. But you told me to freeze. All right, all right, unfreeze. Are you interested in comic books? Yes. <laughs> Again, I'm agree. Do you want to combine your love, both of those things? Yes. <laughs> if you answered yes to any of the previous questions, then we've got the place for you. Incognito Comics. Yes. Rabbit's number one. Rabbit's <laughs> 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 number one comic book emporium, Incognito Comics. With their headquarters located at 32B Big Road, Moorabbin, that's just a stone's throw away from Moorabbin Station. Incognito Comics. The lovely owners, Dom and Ozzy, will help you find whatever you're looking for, whether it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, or a sickening monstrous hybrid combination of the two. Incognito Comics. Find them online at incognitocomics.com.au or just search Incognito Comics on all your relevant social media platform. Thank you, Dom and Ozzy, for being long-time sponsors of the show. Sharks? What? <laughs> long-time sponsor of the show. Yes, thanks, man. Uh, thank you very much, Dom and Ozzy. Uh, I thought you were leaving then, Ollie. You just webcam, you like stand up. I'm like, all right, I guess it's done. I just need to sit on my sit on my feet because they're freezing cold and like cold sweaty do you guys ever get that when you're wearing socks like your feet are still cold they just get sweaty i'm probably oversharing 
right now. <laughs> Incredibly well, so. Well, we did say last week we were going to talk about our medical conditions. <laughs> uh, two words, hyperhidrosis. Speaking of which, I have this rash, guys. Can you guys it? All right, guys, we, we have decided this week to, and I really hope that I've got our theme correct because... You know how my brain wanders, but it's don't fuck it up. Best and worst practical effects in history, movie history. Yeah, it's actually yeah. worst and best. Worst and best practical effects in film. Nailed it. Yes. Awesome. Ooh, man, I'm good. So we we've each picked three best, three worst. Correct. Yep. Yes. Excellent. And we're going to go through our list. We'll probably start with best, and then go best. to worst. Or should we give maybe our our one best, one worst? And then we'll move around. Yeah, I reckon. We probably should have thought about this before we started the show. Yeah, it's a little peak. peak Look, behind if there's the anything we're known for, it's being very, very organised. It's not really a peak behind the curtain. It's more SWAT team kicking the door down and people running in. <laughs> can we? Can we do SWAT as a? Record? I would do SWAT. I would do SWAT. That is a good bad movie. That is that is one of my favourite hangover movies to watch ever. It's great. But bad. And the mask. Because apparently we've mentioned both this movie. This <laughs> I fucking love the mask. The mask is fantastic. I think we should definitely go back to watch the mask. Anyway, best and worst practical effects. Favourite part is when the mask goes on the ship and he's like got paintball guns and he's like pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Oh, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> you can start us off. Because I, I know you love listing things. It's it's on your Tinder profile, to list isn't things. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number one <It's> lists. <laughs> Number two lists. <laughs> so we're starting off with best, right? All right. So my yes, number give three best. best. Right, my number three best. I've gone with. Um, I had to get my a one James Bond mention in. So this this is where I put my one James Bond mention in, and it's uh, Casino Royale. At the sinking of a Venice building. Ooh. Has everyone here seen Casino Royale? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Don't yeah. remember what you're talking about. Basically, they built the terminology is used differently, but bigotures. So they're like miniatures, but really, really fucking big. So they call So it's just a like, normal sized thing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> instead of having a real building, they've made a building that's like a meter and a half tall. Makes sense. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I so, do understand what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's miniature yeah. compared to a normal building, but it's big it's compared to a miniature. Compared to a miniature. Yeah, I gotcha. So, right. bigature. Yeah. So, it's towards the end of Casino Royale. It's racist. Yeah, it's not bigotry. So. <laughs> bigotry. Uh. Um, yeah, towards the end of Casino Royale, James Bond shoots the airbags in one of the buildings in Venice and it starts sinking. Well, they actually built a bigger chair and sunk the building. That's why it looks so fucking good if you really watch mm. it because it's not CG. It is a good scene. Wow. It is, it's a good third final act of the film. Yeah. Especially they when did it again in, by in the Skyfall when they blew up MI5. That's a bigger as well. The train coming through the roof? Is that a bigger Oh, tip? yeah. That, that must be. That, looks that, was in, uh, that was in Spectre? No, that was no. in... Uh, no, that was Skyfall. Scuffle. Yeah. 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 So the train coming through the roof was a bigger chair? Uh, I think that was actually a 
actual sized hole. Oh, right. right. Oh, no, yeah, MI6. <laughs> actual sized hole. No, I got confused because you said, you said MI6 and I was like, Oh no, that's the actual the building blowing up when they're on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. yeah. When when they're on the um, bridge, yeah. and they get out and they look at MI five, they get stopped on the bridge by the security guards, and then MI five explodes. That's a big. How big is it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's big, this but big. also not big. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, James, the James Bond movies have always been kind of on that cutting edge. They, they when Thunderbirds came out and they used all these miniatures. Because that's essentially the TV show Thunderbirds was an example of let's not blow up real sized cars because that's too expensive. Let's build small things and blow them up. Mm. So that's why the TV show Thunderbirds is such a big deal in the community. Of or or a little effects. deal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's uh, my James Bond out of the way. Nice one. Good one. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Tom, shall you give us one uh, of your best? Yeah. So uh, first one up. Number three of my best ones is I have here the Inception hallway scene because I don't think they were the they were by far not the first people to do a rotating set. No, but they did it pretty damn well, and I I, I think that just Nolan knows what he's doing, and obviously yeah. that scene there is actually super enjoyable and um, well choreographed, and yeah, completely actually happening. Incredible scene. Duty, damn cool. Given your thoughts on Nolan, what do you think of this scene? I don't remember it. What? <laughs> you surely, whenever you've seen any clips of Inception, you've probably seen this scene with Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, and it rotates around, and he's like running on the walls and shit. All I remember is this 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 spinning top at the end of the film. And surely you remember? <laughs> Whoa. That's it. Nah. Wait, Duty, are you saying you couldn't tell me any other detail about Inception except for the spinning top? No. Oh my god! I, it was just a film. I was just—I th- I think I maybe I've watched it once, twice. I don't know, and three times a lady. Yeah, there it is. Um, it just yeah wasn't for me. It could be a thing that I need to go back and watch it again. Maybe watch it in four K or something like that to, to really sort of take in the IMAX cameras and all that sort of stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't really my thing. All these movies—they're not yeah. short. They're not short movies. Yeah, I've watched The Shining twice this week. I'm fine with long films. <laughs> <laughs> What? Why? I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I actually watched The Shining last week. Mm. Once or twice? I or three times it once and then rewatched Doctor Sleep. Uh. How's that? How's that on rewatch? Um, it's all right. It's not. It's like we'll watch The Shining on the Friday and then Doctor Sleep on the Saturday and doing the like the comparison back to back. I'm like, uh, The Shining is a considerably better film. Yeah. And actually, it really enlightened me to the fact that through the explanation that they have through Dr. Sleep, it sort of taints The Shining a little bit, which I didn't have on the first watch. Was it because they, they, like, because of such a massive gap, they had to sort of re-explain everything? I think it's more that one of the good things about The Shining was that it had mystery and you didn't understand all of it. And then Dr. Sleep goes... Let us explain every single thing that happened <laughs> and what this entire world is. And I'm just like, a little bit of mystery, please. A little bit of uh, intrigue. Please. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I Stanley- didn't ask for this explanation. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. 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 Stanley. Kubrick. Stanley Rubik's. He basically just threw the book that he was basing his movie on out the window and just went, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and Stephen <laughs> King hated that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that's probably part of it is that there's no explanation because it doesn't 
really make sense in some regards. Yeah. I just want someone to put the flying space turtle into one of these films, probably. You're not going to get it. I want it the flying could, space it, turtle. It could have been in It too. I think. There's reference. There's little Easter eggs to it, like the the turtle made out of Lego in It One, and when they go to the dam, hey, I found a turtle, and they all you know find a turtle. But there's no actual reference <laughs> to the to the big space turtle. Am I the only one that doesn't know about the space turtle? It's the god of yeah. Stephen King's universe is a flying space turtle. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it may as well be the flying spaghetti monster for all fucking relevance it is. Like, it's just... Well, it, I, I can imagine, like, the little Easter eggs if it was flying spaghetti monster, just be, like, someone eating spaghetti. You know, it's like, oh, eh, 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 spaghetti monster. Uh, all right, Tom, thank you very much for the Inception hallway scene. That was definitely on my list. By the way, I just want to put that out there. But I have, I have others. Uh, Judy, have you got a best practical effect for us? Uh, I do. I'm going to pick probably uh, the last hour and 45 minutes of this film because it's a long fucking film. No, it's not The Shining. Uh, it's Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, The Battle of Helm's Deep. There's miniatures, Ooh. there's the props in regards to uh, everyone sort of dressed up as Uruk and all the armour and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic... I'm re-watching the extended Lord of the Rings courtesy of Mr. Johnson and it is a fantastic sort of practical effects and props and everything sort of experience. I can In case anyone didn't know, I made... The Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Did you also make The Hobbits? Because fuck <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you, Mr. Johnson, yes. Peter, it's all right. So grateful. Did you also make The Hobbits? <laughs> if you if you guys could take one prop from Lord of the Rings movies, any prop in, out of the Lord of the Rings movies, which ones would you guys take? Because there's so many, like Judy, like you just said, there's so many good things in these movies. So I want yeah. Gandalf's staff, the, like the original one he had where he had the pipe let that fit into the top of it. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, yeah, it's just one of those little things that you notice on, like, about the 50th rewatch that, yeah, he has his pipe, like, stuffed into the top of it because he's just smoking weed and being a wizard. So, and that's, um, um, yes, please. That's Radagast's stuff as well because Gandalf's stuff uh, gets destroyed in The Hobbit and he takes Radagast's mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. He's obviously scraped off all the bird shit, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's smoking it. I don't know. Yuck. I don't know what I would take. Maybe a sword. Tricky. Yeah, it would probably be Aragorn's sword. Yeah, for Aragorn sword. Do you want the floppy one that just flops around all the time? <laughs> or <laughs> no. floppy sword. What about you, Ian? What would you take? I think I would sort of along the same lines. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I take. Oh, it's, it's like a normal side. <laughs> <but I'm not laughs> I'd probably go with Gandalf's pipe. I love his pipe. And I know you can buy them. So, you know, maybe one day I will. I love his pipe. So long. Yeah, you could just buy yourself a pipe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> problem Bring pipes solved. back. Bring pipes back. <laughs> Top, did you say Aragorn's sword as well? Judy, what was yours? Uh, I'd probably go with the Horn of Gondor from Borrow Me because, like, any time I'd have a party, I'd just blow it off the roof and then 20 bucks, 20 bucks says you'd... you'd, you'd no, not that broken one, you knob. And then... Uh, tape it up. You'd get, like... Tape it up. You'd get Tom and Siobhan going, that's the Horn of Gondor, just start running. Gondor, call speed. Oh, maybe the... What about the beacons? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to have a big fire pyre in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that in your front yard. It's only got one use. <laughs> kids, cool this damn kid's got flaming arrows and they're just taking pot shots at it. 
Damn, them local kids and their flame and arrow. Don't miss Don't miss <laughs> Every time they make a Robin Hood movie, they burn our village down. <laughs> uh, thank you, Duty. That's an excellent, excellent. Uh, Such a good scene. scene. Well. So good, and that is. I think that's what makes that one of the my favorite. Lord There's some good um, breakdowns on YouTube about how that fight sequence is structured into the three sort of areas. So, I'd, I'd say that fight scene as well is up there with the. Uh, with the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, it's pretty up there. It's pretty up there. In fact, I'd probably say it's more structured than the Battle of Hoth. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Like Excellent. It. Fuzzy, your um, best practical effect yeah. number three. Number three on my list, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the scene from the original Spider-Man uh, with Tobey Maguire catching all of the items on the lunch tray where he's Ooh, like... Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Oh, oh my God. It's it's it comes up a lot in in a lot of conversations about like things that were done practically and there was like 150 something takes or something like that to catch them all. But I, I think it's really cool, just a, a really nice little touch that it's a very Sam Raimi kind of vibe to it. And there's just all these items and he's catching them on the train. It just it comes across like the final product looks almost fake. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's done so well. But you see the look of surprise on his face as well, like. Holy shit, that actually worked. <laughs> I just think it's uh, like a, I think it's a the nice timing as well. The timing. Yeah. Each item has like a specific timing that it's landing that makes it you think it's even more fake because it's like, it's like yeah. very yeah. comedically timed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just that, that whole thing. It, it's, it's done so perfectly well, like after that many takes. That it just it's just odd. It looks fake, but it's real, and it's just it's such an amazing mind trip when you know that he did that properly. Like, yeah. I, I really appreciate the effort they went to. I hadn't even thought about that scene in such a long time, and I honestly don't think I ever realized it was practical. Yeah, there you go. I had no idea. I think um, there we go. One hundred and fifty-seven takes they took oh to, uh, to get God. it right. So People yeah, there's a lot of fun. That's a whole day wasted on one shot. <laughs> yeah, it's a long day. Yeah, people also don't realize that when Neo fights, um, Morph- not Morpheus, uh, Agent Smith in Matrix Reloaded. Fuck off. You know, that's <laughs> Are you talking about when when they're on the rooftop? Yeah, yeah. There's like hundreds uh, of the Smiths. Yeah, practical. They actually duplicated. Um, <laughs> It's it was, it was just 300 clones of uh, Hugo Weaving, yeah. which they all killed after the film because clones mm. aren't real people. You so can't keep them. Yeah. That's what, can't, yeah, that's... Yeah. You have to put them it's down. irresponsible. Euthanize. <laughs> Tom, you were going to say... No. Something, no? Oh, I swear I could see you moving. That's the downfall of these cameras. Uh, but no. Fuzzy, thank you. Well, I, I, you have enlightened me because, I, like I said, I had no idea. No idea. Now you know. Uh, my number three, I can't really decide, but I'm going to go with my other Nolan pick in The Dark Knight at the very beginning. No, Dark Knight Rises, sorry. When Bane is on the plane, mm-hmm. that whole plane scene being grabbed oh, so by the other plane. Yes. Just mind-blowing. And that's where like, like a third thinks, of the budget went. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who thinks about that? Who thinks, let's drag a plane with another plane I to help play. Tom Hardy escape? Yeah. 
Mate, I've, been, I've been watching a lot of plane-based action movies lately because they're just awesome. Um, there's more tension when the action is confined to the yeah, space yeah. of the plane. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you put yeah. snakes in there, uh, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> snakes or presidents. Like, that's the, that's where you, that's the, the main thing. Um, but, yeah, like, just the like the tension and the, the whole drama of being somewhere yeah. that confined and out of your control is awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, to do what they did and they just completely dismantled this plane and air. Insane. Yeah, and all the jumping around and, like, yeah, yeah. it's fucking cool, man. I, I love that scene. Yeah, and uh, it still blows my mind to this day. Oh, I love it when it turns front Yeah, ways. when it's, like, just hanging down. Yeah. That's mm. such a good scene. Mm. And the wings come off. The sound works really well. The sound design yeah. that I've seen as well. Just God, it's so good. Spaghetti. I need to watch that again. It's been a long time since I've seen Dark Knight Rises. Now, can I just ask a question? Does Christopher Nolan have a problem with planes? Because uh, he seems to want to destroy them yeah. at every opportunity. He destroyed a plane in this one, and then obviously Inception—not uh, Inception, um, Tenet. He blows up a whole fucking seven forty-seven by driving it into a building. Like I think. He has a problem with planes. Somebody give me money to destroy things. I think planes yeah. would be fun. Yeah, I think I think maybe it's one hundred percent. It's budget boasting. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of money somehow because planes cost a lot of money. But he's just like buying them to destroy them to get rid of money. Maybe it's a tax thing. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> it's just I a have very to write off this plane, way. otherwise we have to pay tax. Yeah. On it. It's just so, a very yeah. efficient way. He's the Wesley Snipes of directors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, man. All right, Ian, you've got a, you got a second one? Because I just realized we've got a lot. Eight. If we've got, we've got three good, three bad, we're going to have to roll through. Yeah, we should call the fly throughs a bit quicker. Yeah. All right, so my next one is a huge thing, um, and it's affected movies so much since it was created, and that is the bullet time in The Matrix. Wow. The bullet good time is done choice. practically with, for people who don't know, they get a shit ton of cameras in a circle. Um, and then basically they time sequence photos to create a still image, a 360 still image, which, you know, can be done mm-hmm. nowadays better. But, yeah. you know, the first time it was ever done was for The Matrix and it still mm. looks amazing. Mm. That first scene with uh, Trinity, like, was just incredible where she jumps yeah. up and hangs. Like, that was the first time you'd seen it. It's in the first, like, fucking two minutes of the film. Yeah. it's It just blows your mind. And from then on, you're just like, yep, I'm on board. By the way, thank you very much. It's kind of just like a GIF when you think about it. <laughs> it's just like frames, animated frames after each other in sequence. It's and like, if you add sound to it, it's a movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> think about it, it's a movie. Way to reduce my point to just shit. <laughs> if you think about it, isn't all moving images just GIFs? <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Shut up. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Excellent point, Ali. I mean, we had logical and recent arguments, but shut up. Also, worked. Look, look. It's the best way to win arguments. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so yeah, that's my pick. The Matrix is obviously well known for many, many things, including its CGI, but I think the practical effects of Bullet Time was mind blowing and was in so many movies straight after it. You had Swordfish and et cetera. God, I forgot about Swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> My God. Everyone wanted to get on the Matrix train. Past. Password Swordfish. Uh, Holly Berry's chips. He had all sorts of things. 
Yeah. All right, Tom, your second one? Yeah, it's my second one, and I'll be surprised if this isn't on anybody else's list, is the chest burster nope. from Alien. Oh, that's not on my list. Not on my list. Not on my list. Oh. oh. Deliberately no. avoided it. It's, uh, it's actually it's too easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in my honorable mentions, though. Yeah. No, I, I just think that... Like it's not only the practical effect itself; it's also the story behind that scene. Obviously, that people didn't know that it was going to come out of his chest. Yeah, um, and just the overall experience of the scene. Um, mm. I just thought it was really cool, and also obviously the first um, introduction to the alien, and just overall it was really good. And the way that it sort of pops out, it has a little mouth, and it's like. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> like, obviously, Alien has a lot of um, practical effects in it. Some of them good. Haven't aged so oh, well. Yes, yeah, one in the particular bed. that I can think of. Jazz hands. Where, huh? Jazz hands. <laughs> well, no, not just jazz hands. That that's pretty bad. I was more referring to the fact that uh, the, the the cut from uh, one head to another head. That's the scene I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. That's pretty bad. Yeah, there's a lot of those uh, effects from that sort of era of films with heads. Like, like yeah. like, they like to do a lot of stuff with heads. Oh, we're just going to make this head explode. Mm. Like, well, clearly no. not a head. <laughs> clearly a balloon with shaving cream inside. Um, <laughs> what a head. <laughs> what a head. One of my other favourite um, practical effects in the movie Alien was uh, the scene where you saw what we now know as the engineer's engineer room for the first time mm. oh, like gun thing they yeah. actually use little kids they use people's children so that they look minute, minute so that they could <laughs> miniatures <laughs> bigger yeah. people and they yeah they made the costumes so that they could make a whole big room but you know not have to make it human size they made it baby human size so people who make bigotches, can I just ask, are they called bigots? I'm just, I'm trying to be really clear <laughs> about what we call them. Al, if yeah. you could get back bigotches. to us, that'd be great. <laughs> oh God! Before we get into any trouble, Judy, have you got, have you got a second one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've just got uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, you got Jabba's palace, uh, Jabba's palace. You got Jabba's guards. You got a heap of practical effects in regards to all the creatures and the costume designs and stuff like that. Uh, you've got the giant sort of animatronic Jabba the Hutt, and then they blow up his sail barge at the end. So essentially like that first, the first act of Return of the Jedi is all massive, awesome practical effects um, that they haven't really fucked around with with the special editions currently. Like, yeah, they've added in the fucking random dancing alien guy and they changed the song, but like all the creatures are still there, like uh, Weequay is still there and all that sort of stuff like that, which I thought was really cool. And you've got, um, fuck, Salacious Crumb as well. Like, it's all awesome practical yeah. effects and costume <laughs> designs and everything. <laughs> they did. They changed the Sarlacc pit in the new... They just they added they added extended tentacles coming out of it and the mouth. It used to just be a hole with teeth. Yeah. Fisting, like Ian. Like, like, a, like a toothy anus. <laughs> a toothy anus. <laughs> I mean, I contemplated getting the Salak pit tattooed over my belly button. No. Or over your actual anus. I mean, no. either works. Either works. Uh, Sphincter. Don't be. Do you see my new tattoo? I'll <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> As he slowly consumes you over a thousand years. <laughs> but then and then you see the Sarlacc pit burp, and it's just me farting. <laughs> I want to see the beak coming out. They like they need to bear in the net. Oh, talk about yeah, the bear. In the net. <laughs> it's like a peach pit. Uh, Fuzzy, have you got a second second best? Uh, my second best has already been said. Uh, so my second best was the hallway fight from Inception. Um, I will say that that wasn't the first time that that practical effect was used. Um, if you have seen the uh, break in. Movies, so Breakin' or Breakin' Two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, there is a scene where a guy does that. They basically break dance around a, a room, and it's it's really awesome. It's, it's actually a really good cool scene. Um, oh. But yeah, one of the one of the things in it, like they had like pictures taped to the outside of the windows, so it's like uh, supposed to see outside. And one of the t- bits has like the corner has come away, so you can actually <laughs> see like the outside world spinning around. It's really cool. Though. I'd, I'd highly recommend. Um, yeah, Breakin' breakdancing scene, spinny room. It's it's cool. That's where they essentially stole the idea. And they got that from, Friday, well, um, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, and they probably got that from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I mean, there's a lot of places. Well. That, yeah. And, <laughs> but, and the Jamiroquai film clip, one of his best film clips. You know, Jamiroquai doesn't get enough love. Everyone remember, remember Jamiroquai? Jamiroquai? <laughs> remember that song he did on the Godzilla soundtrack? Oh. He did so many other songs. Uh, did no, he? he didn't. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Name <laughs> name two Jamiroquai two. songs right now. All right. Cosmic Girl. Apart from Cosmic Girl. <laughs> no, you know, he said two. And? Cosmic Girl, Virtual Insanity. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what was, what was the one he was really famous for? What was the big Cosmic one that Girl. came out? Cosmic Girl was his big Cosmic one. Cosmic Girl. It's singing. <laughs> See, he's driving a Lamborghini really fast, and he had the big, big fuzzy hat. Yeah, the big hat looks like yeah. a Cossack hat. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not Russian. Just like magic. <laughs> Awful circle. It's coming back around. It's all about the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, my second, I'm going to pick. Funnily enough, another plane scene from uh, Mission Impossible. Good old Tom Cruise doing crazy, crazy Scientology things, hanging onto the side of the plane as it takes off. Yeah, okay. That that man is blessed. It's 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 all about the plane. Okay, planes have, like Fuzzy said, just that intricate drama because it's in the air. Like without the plane, you're just in free fall and display. It's crazy that he did that you know? for real. It went for yeah, the plane. Exactly. It's it's and it's a fucking great scene too. Maybe it's him. Maybe he like a when good I put actor. it when I put it in Mission Impossible like stunts, I still put the um uh fallout fuck, what's it called? Where you jump from the, oh, the, the halo jump halo, guy. The halo jump? Halo jump, yeah. Yeah. Halo jump. I mean, there we go. There's another one. Let's just choose. Let's just take any scene from Mission Impossible stunts, like the the helicopter flight, <laughs> the one where he broke his ankle. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good one. We're insane. <laughs> well, that okay. video haunts me. Ooh. Yeah. Ian, do you want to? What's your What's your number one best? My number one best practical effect. 
Yeah. Is actually the T Rex in Jurassic Park. All right. But, yeah. Uh, specifically, the specifically, yeah, specifically the scene where it's attacking the kids in the car, and you can see when it comes down beside, and its pupil expands and contracts, and oh, everything about it, fantastic. I, I think well, we've, we've spoken about this before and um, and going to the actual exhibit where they, they showed those things. They had the props and all the rest of it. And being in the room with those things, like, just and knowing it's fake, it's still, like, it's the presence of the, like, just being there, the physical size of it, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool. It's um, crazy. They just went, let's build an actual T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> like crashing planes. That's how I'll spend my money. Spielberg goes, build a dinosaur. <laughs> it is probably a very good way to get rid of money. Still a tax thing. Just two different avenues. It's my number one pick, ah. I think. Excellent choice. Tom, what do you got for your number one? Yeah, that, that was a very good choice, and I did actually have that on my list sitting there as well. But the one that I will go with is uh, Star Wars as well, is the Trench Run. From Ooh. A New Hope. Yeah. Because, um, of course, once again, speaking about miniatures or bigotures or whatever they are, um, of course, they built that trench. They handcrafted and painted all of the X-Wings and the Rebel Fighters and TIE Fighters that went through that trench and, of course, filmed it all together and, and essentially created, from that film, they created the number one special effects company in the business, yeah. um, and they did amazing things and really captured an audience there. Um, and I think that's a without that practical effects scene, I think movies would be different today. Yeah, it's so tense. completely agree. Yeah, so good. And I, love it. I don't know if it, it's just like the choice of doing it. Like, obviously, it's in space, so like, there's no real background to contend with. Like, it's just the trench. That is the focus. And to, it's almost, like, risky because if you put all the focus on what you've essentially made as a, a miniature, that's all you can see. And you've got to be paying a lot of attention to it, but they pull it off so goddamn well. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the way they scene. designed it as well because it's got all those lines which gives you the effect of, like, moving really quickly because the lines are coming yeah. towards the screen really quickly. Mm. Very well thought yeah, out. I love that I love scene. it. Duty, thoughts on that scene? It is uh, iconic. Like, so many people have ripped it off. And it's, like Tom said, you know, without really... If you didn't have that scene, you wouldn't have a lot of modern shots like you do in cinemas nowadays. Especially, like, the point of view shots going down the trench and seeing the the proton torpedoes flying down the trench and into the exhaust port. It's it's great cinematography in those shots as well. Yeah. Damn. I've always had an issue with the way that the torpedoes sort of, like, go at, like, a 90-degree angle you know how when they're like going along the trench and then they're just like mm, yeah. space magic whenever a wizard did it <laughs> just the force i feel like uh, that scene just is a culmination of so many things done right you've got like a perfect set you've got fantastic tense music you've got great writing to build that tension and you've got like acting to pull it off as well it's just and cinematography just everything works in that scene yeah yeah making me want to watch star wars again and i watched that tonight <laughs> Thank you so much. Very, very good choice. Excellent number one. Thank Judy, you. have you got a number one for I, us? I do. It's the Terminator T800 from Terminator 1. 
Um, so we get a lot of practical effects in that with, of course, it, for starters, him burning off his eyebrows. Um, but then it turns into Arnie taking out his eye. Like, yes, it looks a little bit kitschy, but to be honest... Might be on my other that's list. on my this worst. 100% <laughs> on my other list. I, I, I still think it kind of holds up for the time that it was. Um, and then from there, we get sort of the exposed face, the exposed hands. And then at the end of the film, it's the exposed exoskeleton sort of trying to kill Sarah still and then it's you know it's crushed it's, it's exploded and then it's still crawling after her like Oscar Pistorius in the shower um, it's just an outstanding thing of practical effects I think and yes it might not have held up because now we have modern CGI and Terminator 2 had the you know the, the T-1000 but I still think Terminator 1 is, still has a landmark place in practical effects I'll give you in at, at the at the end there when they actually have it as the puppet when somebody when it's just the torso and up, I think that is phenomenal and still looks amazing, still does really well. The only thing that gets me about that film and that end scene there is when they decide to put the full body stop motion into it because it wasn't necessary and it has and it would have been so much better had they not done that bit. I think it would have aged a lot better. But um, that that end bit is like amazing. I can't say it's yeah. not ambitious. Like all the stuff they did in that movie, it's mm. incredible. It that is. They went, we can do all this, <laughs> this and this and that, and it it's all hinged. This whole movie is hinged on our ability to pull it off. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's a, yeah, it's it's like you said, ambitious. I think is the perfect word, and we clearly have differing opinions. <laughs> But Fuzzy, have you got a number one for us as well? I do. Um, I was going to go with the uh, the plane from um, Dark Knight Rises because sorry, yeah, yeah that's all right. Uh, but I will go with my uh, my backup one. Uh, it's the scene from Scanners where the dude's head explodes. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you might not have seen the movie, but you would have seen the scene. It's essentially this guy doing a news report. And then it cuts away and it cuts back and then all of a sudden his head blows up. And it's just like, it's it's so fucking awesome. Just like literally if you Google the first thing you see on um, on YouTube, it, it's uh, scanner's head explodes. It's amazing. And they basically got this fake head. They packed it full of explosives and someone shot it with a shotgun. And it just, it's, oh, like the rest of the movie is, terrible uh but, but that yeah. one scene is just literally it's just so cool it's, i'm looking at i'm watching it now yeah it's, it's just it's really like i love it it's so it's a visceral experience <laughs> watching this guy's head just go oh my god oh <laughs> i love it in oh context of the film like the the rest of the film is is yeah it's, it's okay it's b-grade horror c-grade horror at the best but it's um, yeah a lot of fun that scene. I think they did a really amazing job. It was back in those old school horror days where everything had to have lots of. I miss squibs. I miss like you know those things, actual things blowing up and showing off. That, that yeah. was cool. That was pretty cool. More more ambitious things. It's just too CGI now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bring back squibs, I say. Bring back horror movies. Yeah, horror movies yeah. have always done some really cool practical effects to pull off the stuff yeah, they, they wanted to do. They're probably the best place to find the best and the worst practical effects. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. Look, Duty mentioned it, um, it, it earlier about um, about the spinny rooms and all the rest of it, um, but it was the original um, Friday, oh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street um, with the, the blood geyser coming out of the bed and going all over yeah. the room. 
like that was pretty crazy. Like that was a crazy special effect. Um, and they're coming through the wall, stretchy thing. That still looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. River yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street actually be good to go back to. Somewhere I love else. how two of my two Other of my worst uh, worst practical effects are the two films that have been uh, mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess practical effects are very like. Um, subjective, if you want to call it. Yeah, subjective. That's, <laughs> that's the word. The word. <laughs> I, I was going to say before we get on to bed, does anyone have any honourable mentions for good that they were contemplating putting on their list? Just if they quickly. Oh, still has his good. Oh, it, it may number one. Uh, it's it's I mean, sort of already been said, but almost the entire Jurassic Park film. But the Dilophosaurus, when it like spits in Newman's face, that terrified me as a child and I don't think it could have been it would have been way less terrifying if it was not practical like it just works so well and the the frilly neck (laughs) (laughs) that's a a sound to get on the soundboard that frilling (laughs) (laughs) spirit fingers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, anyway yeah that's my number one honorable mentions anyone like Judy mentioned have you got any? You said you actually did say you've got some. Yeah, I got fuckloads. I got The Thing. Uh, I got Alien and Aliens. <laughs> I got Predator. I got Nightmare Friday and Hellraiser. I got all of the 90s Batman films because the practical <laughs> effects in them are still pretty good. Like, they've made the cars. They've made all the suits and all that sort of shit like that. Uh, Child's Play with the Chucky doll and the Buffy TV series because it's still pretty fucking good practical effects. I would agree with all of that. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the practical effects in, like, Buffy aren't so much my like the problem that i have with them isn't so much the effects it's just like the design because i never really liked the look of the vampires in buffy like the prosthetics just made me uncomfortable vamp facey yeah Yeah, it made me uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) it is very uncomfortable i I rewatched predator last night and it still holds up so if i can predator Predator, 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 predator. (laughs) (laughs) looking for jacana looking for jacana (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys so should we we should just run through maybe our worst ones maybe we'll go around and just say all of our worst oh. and then we'll we'll discuss sure yeah well, it sounds Ian. like uh three of us have already said the same one so why don't you just start <laughs> yeah. with that one? all right so we've all a lot of us have said terminator one yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, t1 <laughs> just the oh, eye scene like that oh, eye yeah scene. It's, 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 it's the head it's, it's, the, head. it's the head yeah it's just bad. Faces are always really hard to pull off. Yeah. Because we look at them all the time when mm. we talk to anyone ever, like right now. Uh, so it's really hard to pull it off convincingly because we just as humans know what a face looks like. Yeah. But also being said, it's, it's now when I'm adult, an adult that I look at it and it, uh, and it looks ridiculous. As a kid, when I first saw that, when I was like eight, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't know any better. You're still learning about faces then. Yeah. <laughs> As people were in the 80s. What are face? <laughs> it's a question I ask myself every day, Tom. Every day. Every time I look in the mirror, what are face? What are face? <laughs> All right, Ian, what are your, what are your other worst? Um, my other, I'll just say my other two in general. Yeah, yeah. My worst ones. I have, and I'll, although it was amazing at the time and like essentially laid the platform for every for a whole bunch of physical prop work going forwards. Uh, that's the OG Claymation King Kong. Hard yeah. to watch now because times they are a-changing, but <laughs> but went for that, you wouldn't have the movies you'd have now. Mm, yeah. 
I completely agree. It does. It's it's definitely its own style now. Like yeah. in this day and age, to look back at those movies, it's like, oh yeah, and it's almost like it's transcended bad effects. Like it's just its own thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very specific looking, and I can't remember yeah, if it was that yeah. one or the remake that they made a giant animatronic King Kong face as well. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, the seventies uh, remake. It, I think it, it just was. doesn't look. Doesn't look. The second Did, remake. Yeah, the seventies the remake. For Peter Jackson's one. No, I think no, it was no, no, no. There was one in between. Yeah, in the seventies. Oh, uh, yeah, and that was the and the main lady in that is uh, the chick from uh, fuck. What's that? Yeah. Fuck TV series. Uh-huh. Horror American American Horror Story. That old lady oh, in that. That's just a couple of seasons. Jessica Lang. Yeah. yeah, she was she was the pick in that. Anyway, my other worst pick is just the entire uh, OG Total Recall. Everything looks terrible to me. <laughs> that was that was mine as well. There, Everything this? is bad. You mean There's the part one. where he pulls the tracker out of his nose? You think that's bad? <laughs> or when the when the fat lady's face opens and it's funny and oh, just and, almost and everything end, in that movie. When, when they fall down the hill, oh, yeah, and, and they're they, actually uh, on the surface. Uh, 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 almost everything one, in that movie looks bad. One, one good special effect in that is Klaatu. No, not Klaatu. Kuatu. Kuatu yeah, <laughs> is like it's the day the earth still. Um, no, Kuatu looks good. No, he doesn't. It's disgusting. It's, I mean, it's better uh, than Arnold Schwarzenegger on the surface of Mars, his head exploding. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's, it could it's, be yeah. a thing. It's on par with the stuff it's slime in the Yeah, exactly. Slime. I think the slime makes it a bit more <laughs> realistic. I'm surprised there was no Ghostbusters on positive list for Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good honourable mention. just right a guy now. in an outfit, though? Yeah, it's still pretty yeah. fucking cool, though. It's just a costume. Cool. <laughs> I guess maybe still the bigotry. <laughs> The bigotries of the city. <laughs> the bigotries, <laughs> people. Uh, Tom, have you got your other two? Yep. Um, so they are films that have already actually been mentioned, both of them. Um, and I think overall the practical effects in these films are great. There are just standout ones that are very bad. And I felt after doing last week's episode, I had to mention uh, Spaghetti Arm, Freddy Krueger, from the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because that was just a bizarre effect. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Bizarre? <laughs> I guess they were trying to go for the whole, like, well, God. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just, you do all these cool effects in these sort of films and then you just put something like that in it. It's just a bizarre choice. Yeah. So what, what were you yeah, It's not very scary. No. I was just going to say, they're obviously going for, like, that campy, you can do whatever you want in your dream to try and, like, amp up the mm. he can do whatever he wants in this world sort of thing. But it just came kind of came across as a joke. It it really, it really did. Um, and if you also pull together the... <laughs> Ian's doing his best spaghetti arms on the camera. Um, and also, I was watching um, a watch mojo that was going through some of these worst practical effects. Is that where you got your uh, list from? <laughs> It sounds like somebody is eating on camera, uh, eating on their uh, thing. Um, and at the ve- and one of the ones 
that they did have was also Nightmare on Elm Street at the very end when uh, Nancy's mother gets pulled <laughs> through the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that scene. It is clearly a doll. It's a sex doll. It turns into a doll. And you see the doll <laughs> yeah. pulled through. But that, that wasn't actually my second one. That was just what, was, what I was looking at. My second one was the hand-eating scene from The Thing. Yeah. I don't think that looks very good. I think the rest of the film looks great. I don't think that looks very good. I would agree. Uh, I think if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick a good scene in like the thing, you definitely wouldn't pick that one. You'd pick the CPR chest thing, wouldn't you? But or like the big spider head, spider head guy. Spider head. That's cool. Oh, when it rips off the neck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just like crawls away. <laughs> oh man, that movie's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Duty gives rather two. I got three, man. None of mine have been oh, on my list. Three. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I forgot that you said that T one was a good one. I got the Alan Raptor from Jurassic Park. It's a practical effect that just makes you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, I, Alan Raptor. I got any time there is a physical life size transformer in any of the live action Transformer films because it clearly just looks like a fucking prop. Uh, and I got Yoda from The Phantom Menace because he was so bad they replaced him with CGI. <laughs> True. Mm. Imagine having that prop though. What, Yoda? The shitty Yoda. The <laughs> shitty Yoda. I don't really remember the Phantom Menace Yoda. Yeah, it does. It was it. a puppet. It looks like it's a Yoda think... covered in Vaseline. Like Patrick but, Stewart and X-Men. Is this your good list, dude? This is my bad list. <laughs> No, but the thing as well, because funnily enough, I, I was I was reading through a couple of lists, and those ones were all on one of the ones as well. So, who, where'd you get your list from, Duty? Uh, the <laughs> not watch Mojo. About, um, they were talking about that one, and they were saying one of the reasons why Yoda in that movie may have looked worse was because he was the only puppet, uh, and he was surrounded by CGI. Which yeah, is a he weird just looked choice. weird. It's weird. I yeah, for some reason he looks like Mark Hamill. I don't know. I just see <laughs> it's because of the wine. It's of the like broken nose. That's what it Maybe. is. Maybe broken nose. Oh, so weird. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable again. <laughs> Ugh. All right, did he? Other ones? Uh, honorable mentions I've got is the Hobbit for its lack of practical effects. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge <laughs> because the shark keeps changing size, and The Evil Dead because it's so bad. It's very very bad. <laughs> Because <laughs> the whole movie's bad. It's yeah. just full of it's, it's over the top practical effects that just makes it look like crap. And I know people love the Evil Dead franchise, like Dave from Super Movie Bros and Paul from The Countdown, but it's just not a good film. <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch. But also, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have tentacle porn. So you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> Fuzzy made God. me. Fuzzy, Fuzzy made us watch that film for the first time, and he has reaction photos of that scene. Uh. <laughs> I would like to see those photos. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Duty. Fuzzy, your, yes. your, your two or three? My two or three. Um, so, yeah, eye surgery uh, in the Terminator. Um, the water draining from the satellite dish in GoldenEye uh, was terrible. <laughs> they, so, literally so filled, they filled a bigoture with water and then they just reversed the footage. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It looks terrible. It looks like absolute trash because the water just all of a sudden just starts like splashing up. I don't know how I never noticed it as a kid. And, and I never noticed it. It's always looked bad, but it just like it, 
it looks especially terrible. Like when we rewatched it recently. So um, yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the worst. Um, and, oh my god, I'm watching it. I, <laughs> oh god, it's just stupid. Like it's just why bother? Like you could have water draining. There's no fucking problem. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> now my number one is going to be a very general one. Uh, it is. Br- Pretty much anything that they've tried to tell you is a practical effect in the Fast and Furious series. Uh, I can guarantee <laughs> right now there is absolutely no way they would have had that fucking bank vault jumping around and smashing through shit. Um, the biggest one that I have a problem with is the scene in uh, when they're in Dubai. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this one. They have a car that they've got inside a building. They have to get it out of the building. So they do that by driving it across two different buildings. And they literally just jump over, you know, smash into the other buildings. And they tried to claim that that was a practical effect. Lick my bunghole, motherfucker. That is not a practical effect. There's no fucking way that that was practically done. So anything that they tell you is practical effect is not. I'm sorry. Go eat a dick. But they they do it every time. Every time a movie comes out, they're like, oh, we definitely did that as practical. Like when they in the next one when they go to space they're gonna try and fucking tell you that it's practical too. We, and we it's actually not went to space. Yeah, they're gonna go to space. I tell you right now, they're going to space in this next one. Produced by I, Elon Musk. If, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the next step, though, isn't it? Movies actually shot in space. Sure. Yeah. Like what? I mean, what, was Moonraker is, not shot in space then? I'm not sure. It's the oh. next step. It's the next. It's the only, it's the only place I can go, go Tom. Like, they're, they're right now, yeah. like, all the movies on Earth, they're done. There's no movement <laughs> in space. It's going to be there's, Pride there's no... and Prejudice in space. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the next step. It's Pride and Prejudice and zombies and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, was that all of, your, all of yours, Fuzzy? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that was my three. No, no honourable mentions or anything? No. All right. Uh, my second worst, oh, oh, well, my first one's obviously Terminator T1. Second, another Arnie again, already been said, but specifically when he takes the head off, because there's like the head that's come off is clearly just like this model, but then it's his head as well in the animation. It just, again, it makes me very, very uncomfortable to see a face that I that you meant to know. Like, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's been in so many things. He's You've seen him in the movie, and up until now, he's been Arnold Schwarzenegger. But now, it's just this disgusting mass of something that looks kind of like the actor that you know. And it's just like, it's ugh. It's like uncanny bad. Talking about his actual yeah, face? Yeah, his actual <laughs> face. It's just so gross. And then through the rest of that movie, it's just bad, 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 bad. Um, but... Uh, sort of my my third and final one, but sort of almost should be an honourable mention as well. Going back to our Escape from New York watch, the arm that comes through the window when Snake is getting chased and gets shot off with the Mac-10 that just explodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's clearly a mannequin's arm that just has some red on it. And just, ugh. That was was the thing that really just brought that whole whole thing down. It was was. was a 10 out of 10 for me, and then that just... But we, we keep going further and the fight scene in, in the wrestling ring when he has the the baseball bat with floppy nails in it and then when he oh, puts yeah. it into the back of his head and it just like, he holds it there until they cut away so he can let go of it because they're going to have to like get it strapped to him somehow. Ugh, that movie. Ugh. 
Should have just put a piece of Velcro. They should have put a piece of Velcro at the back of his head and on the bat, and it would just stuff there. (laughs) 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 But yes, they they are mine. Um, Has anyone got anything that sort of we forgot to talk about? Any honourable mentions that you want to just add? No. Nope. Excellent. List complete. Yay. Yay. I, I was I was very happy with those ones, guys. I think if if the audience has any suggestions for our best and or worst, uh, we'd love to hear it on the Shaken Up Nerd listener community. So let us know if you agree, disagree. Always happy to thoughts. shit on your childhood memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, got a movie you love? Let us shit on it. Well, speaking of the listener community, the results are finally in. Well, not finally in. It's just been on the listener community. So we know who won. The Freddy Krueger team beat the Jason Voorhees team by yeah. five points. And the comments are Matt Commons, Tom Hedge, you guys at the water percentage. Uh, Ian saying, I don't want to brag. And Paul saying, quality only counts so much after the abomination that was Freddy's dead. Good episode, gents. Uh, to which my retort was, the final Friday is a bag of ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like uh, the Freddy team has, uh, has won. Vegas. Yes. I would like to Man. formally. No. no, no, you're guilty. You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> wait, um, wait, I can't what? go to jail. I can't go to jail. Double indemnity. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know how to react to this because I don't know who's who's really the the. The judge here. I'm the judge. They're the jury. Really? There you go. No, I'm the executioner. Right. Well, uh, I'll do next <laughs> next week's episode. I'll do the battle of the shapes because we have been going on for a little bit longer than we normally do this week. Triangle. Oh, uh, triangle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, circle is clearly the best shape ever. So. Uh, <laughs> Sitting on no. the corners. It's it's a circle. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening. We know you have a choice when listening to pop culture podcasts, and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. If you did enjoy the show, feel free to leave a review on the podcasting app you're listening to, and we'll be sure to read it out on the next episode. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, tell them about Shaken Up Nerd, and that you can find us on all social media channels on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Shaken Not Nerd, or on Twitch at Shaken underscore Not underscore Noob. Thank you very much for joining me today, guys. I've had a lot of fun being with you, seeing your lovely faces, especially yours, Judy. You know, as always. <laughs> you know, get back at it. Again, lots of visual jokes in this episode. Yeah. So uh, if you're not actually on our live stream, which we don't have a live stream, if you're not on our call, um, you you know what we should do is Go actually on. have a some sort of a competition and a, our lucky listener will get to come on to our actual live Discord for an episode. Yes. Tom has to put makeup on. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Again. No, you really anyway, I've been Ollie. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. I've been Tom. <laughs> I've been Ian. I've been waiting patiently. <laughs> I need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chicka chicka.